Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy, of advancing education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts. The Eagles are at the podium, and we've got it all covered for you right here, powered by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm your host, John Stolness. You can follow me on Twitter at John Stolness. Coming up, we're going to hear from Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz in the minutes after the Eagles' big 17-9 win over the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. And then we'll hear from Doug Peterson once again from his Monday afternoon news conference after he'd had 24 hours to digest the Eagles' huge win over the Dallas Cowboys, a win that keeps their season alive, a win that was essentially a playoff win for the Eagles as they needed to beat the Cowboys on Sunday to keep their hopes of making the postseason alive, and they did that by winning 17-9, of course, as you all know, and uh, we will break it all down for you here coming up in the next few minutes uh, as we hear from Doug and we hear from Carson. Tremendous game from both of those guys, but as we lead off my three things uh, to start off uh, this episode of At the Podium, the main thing, the number one takeaway is yes, Carson Wentz was great, Doug Peterson was great, but this win belongs to the defense first. My main concern coming into this game was how in the heck the Eagles' defense, which has struggled at times this year, we saw them struggle against the Giants, we saw them struggle against Washington the last two weeks, we know the struggles they've had against really some bad offenses in the Falcons and the Lions, and specifically the Dolphins, how are they going to stop the number one offense in football, the Dallas Cowboys? How are they going to slow down Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper, three guys they have not been able to stop over the last four games. And the Eagles defense came through. Jim Schwartz came through. The secondary came through. They didn't have Kamu Grugier Hill. He was lost for the rest of the season. Uh, they had uh, a banged up Derek Barnett, Fletcher Cox, uh, 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 Brandon Graham had been struggling at different points this season. I, I honestly didn't know. I didn't know how this defense was going to slow down the Dallas Cowboys offense, and yet they found a way to do it. And one of the things that made me feel a little bit more confident as the week went on was I started to look at the Eagles uh, defense's home road splits. And this is a completely different defensive unit when they are playing at Lincoln Financial Field. Going into play on Sunday, the defense allowed an average of 17.8 points per game at home. They allowed a quarterback rating of 82.5, and they only gave up an average of 5.8 yards per play. Away from Lincoln Financial Field, quarterbacks had a rating of 102.4. That's 20 points higher. An average yards per play of 7.43, and the Eagles' defense on the road had given up 29 points per game. 29 versus 17.8 points per game. That's a huge difference. And as, as I was looking over those numbers and I thought to myself, well, you know, maybe maybe the defense can come through at home. That's exactly what they did on Sunday afternoon. So uh, in eight home games this year, the defense gave up an average of just 16.8 points per game. That is the third best home average in the NFL. This is the third best home defense in the National Football League, which if the Eagles can finish the job against the New York Giants on Sunday afternoon, and Sunday's win against Dallas means nothing if they don't follow it up with a win in New York against a four-win New York Giants team. 
But if they can do that, they will have finished up the, the, the season as the third best home defense in the NFL. And if they can get that home playoff game in the first round by winning the division, they can beat the Seahawks. They can beat Seattle or San Francisco in Lincoln Financial Field. They almost beat the Seahawks at home earlier this year. Offensive core playing the way they are right now in that Seattle game, they probably win that Seattle game. And so I think that gives the Eagles a, lot, a great chance. If they can manage to beat the Giants, the way this defense plays at home gives them a shot to beat anybody in the first round of the playoffs. They held Dallas to 54 yards rushing in this game and kept them out of the end zone. You can't ask for anything more than that. Ray Dittinger said on the postgame show that the Cowboys had just one snap inside the Eagles' red zone all game long. An incredible job. They had a steel curtain at the 20-yard line all game. Just phenomenal. The Cowboys were 21% on third down. They came into the game as the best third down team in the NFL, converting nearly half of their third down opportunities. Ezekiel Elliott, who has been a terror against the the Eagles. He had gone for over 100 yards in each of his last three games against Philadelphia, 13 carries for 47 yards, just a 3.6 average for Elliott. Sidney Jones, what a... What a late season Sidney Jones is having. He's still not getting on the field all that much. But remember in the Monday night game against the Giants when he made that huge third down pass breakup to essentially save the game for the Eagles, allowed the Eagles to, to get go on that final drive and allowed Carson Wentz to eventually win the game in overtime. Sidney Jones making the play of the game that Monday night was was unbelievable. And then he comes back as the Eagles were dealing with injuries to Ronald Darby and, and Jalen Mills went out for a little bit for him to make that pass breakup on that fourth down. Gallup, I think it was, who was uh, the wide receiver on that play. What a just a tremendous play by Sidney Jones on the final defensive play of the game to seal the win for Philadelphia as the Cowboys were trying to drive down the field down eight. Um, you got to feel good for a guy who's a second round pick a couple years ago, has been a healthy scratch most of the second half of the season. He had been brutal. He had killed this team in the first half of the season, and, and Jim Schwartz just couldn't put him on the field anymore. Once Ronald Darby and once Jalen Mills got healthy, they just could not play him. They couldn't afford to do it. He was making too many mistakes. To see him come through late in the season, just what it must be a tremendous feeling for him to, to contribute here down the stretch. Malcolm Jenkins finally looked like a superstar player out there. He was all over the place. Jenkins has been fine this year, but he hasn't been making star-level plays. He made star-level plays. I mean, they needed at least one of their star defensive players to make plays on Sunday afternoon, and Malcolm Jenkins was everywhere. Tremendous game from Malcolm Jenkins. Now, the defense did benefit from some poor play by the Cowboys. I think they had six drops, the Cowboys did. Dak missed a number of long throws. Well, guess what? The Eagles have lost about three or four games this year because of drops and because of throws Carson Wentz didn't make early on. Sometimes these things even out a little bit. Sometimes a defense has to get a little bit of luck, and, and they certainly did that. But the Eagles' game plan coming into this game was, was pretty clear. They didn't want to blitz. They looked at the numbers that showed that Dak Prescott was one of the better quarterbacks against the blitz this year, and so they rushed four most of the game. And they basically played man-to-man in some, in some pretty straight, strict zone. They didn't do anything crazy in this game. The big key was that they were disciplined. They, they really focused on stopping Ezekiel Elliott. And they made the plays that were in front of them. They tackled. Tackling was huge in this game. You see how something as simple as tackling can be. When you're playing 
and letting letting receivers make make catches in front of you, the key is to tackle to prevent them from getting the first down. Because if you if you can keep if you can keep a receiver on third and six, keep make Dak Prescott throw the ball and four yards down the field, two yards in front of the first down marker, and then wrap a guy up, you're going to get off the field every time. The tackling was huge in this game. It has been it has been missing. It has been lacking for most of the second half of the season. But here in this game, the tackling was tremendous. And that's what this defense needs to do from here on out if they're going to make stops. You would have liked to have seen more pressure on Dak Prescott. They only got one sack, a, a Vinnie Curry sack in this game. But he did a lot of dumping off, and the the Eagles held. And when you, when you hold a team to just three field goals, when you don't let them get more than one snap inside the red zone, just a tremendous effort by Jim Schwartz. This was the biggest reason why the Eagles won on Sunday afternoon. A very disciplined game by the Eagles. A well-called game by Jim Schwartz. Great job by a unit that has been getting filleted. Jim Schwartz probably saved his job on Sunday afternoon. Once again, he probably did enough to save his job working with a, a with a core that I just I wrote for Bleeding Green Nation this week. I didn't know how they were going to beat Dak Prescott in the offense, especially given how Dak in the offense looked against the Rams the week before. They looked like a machine again. You saw the talent that they had, but for whatever reason, Dallas just couldn't they did not show up yesterday. They couldn't get the offense going and the defense did the job. Let's let's be fair though. Carson Wentz is proving the doubters wrong. And that's the second thing here. Is Car- what Carson Wentz is doing here down the stretch is flat out ridiculous. He's the first quarterback in NFL history to record 30 or more completions and have no interceptions in three straight games. That's insane. What an insane statistic. Ruben Frank uh, noted that since 2017, only Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers have more games with at least one touchdown and no interceptions than Wentz. And Carson has missed a bunch of time since 2017. In December, Wentz has a 68% completion percentage, 1,220 passing yards, nine touchdowns, one interception, and a 101.7 passer rating. He's doing all this with Greg Ward, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and his two outstanding tight ends. And hey, give J.J. all credit for some big catches on that first drive. He kind of disappeared later in the game, but that's when the Eagles started going to a lot more screen passes, a lot more to the tight ends, and that seemed to work for sure. I mean, it's Carson's not chucking the ball down the field, but they are finding ways to get these guys open. And now Carson needs just 167 passing yards against the Giants on Sunday to pass Donovan McNabb for the most yards in a single season by an Eagles quarterback, 3,916. He needs just 250 yards for 4,000 yards passing to become the Eagles' first 4,000-yard passer in team history. Wentz joins the following as the only quarterbacks with 30 or more completions in three straight games. Matt Ryan this year, Kirk Cousins last year, Phillip Rivers in 2015, Peyton Manning did it twice, Drew Brees did it three times, Tom Brady, Kurt Warner, Rich Gannon, Steve Young. That's it. That's the list. Miles Sanders also had a monster game, and he is having a a tremendous season here in his rookie year. Forget about being just a rookie. Miles Sanders has more yards from scrimmage this year, 1276, than any other single player in a season in the Doug Peterson era. He has been a lifesaver for this team. Where would the Eagles be without him? What a tremendous pick. Howie Roseman has had his share of misses in the draft. He nailed the Miles Sanders pick with their first pick in the second round. Only Josh Jacobs, with 1,316 yards, for, has more yards from scrimmage as a rookie this year than Miles Sanders. Dallas Goddard, a phenomenal game from Dallas Goddard. And I've been hard on Goddard this year. 
I I thought he's been he's been largely invisible for for much of the first two years here. He's come up with some big catches from time to time. But since they lost Jeffrey and since they lost Aguilar and they've had to go to two tight ends and really utilize both of them in the passing game, Goddard has been a monster. And he was, again, on Sunday. Nine catches for 91 yards and a touchdown. Some tough catches. A tremendous touchdown catch in the first quarter. What a grab. What a throw by Carson Wentz finding Goddard, winning that 50-50 ball in the end zone. Just a phenomenal game from Goddard. I take back everything I said. Kisten Solak, you were right. Dallas Goddard is a very good football player. This was the breakout game that I had been kind of waiting for to see from Goddard. We're now seeing it on, We're now seeing it in the stat sheet. We're now seeing it on the field in production. Dallas Goddard proving he's a number one caliber tight end, giving the Eagles two legitimate options when they really need them with no wide receivers out there. Just put Aguilar on IR at this point. With this younger, hungrier crew, it's clear this is a better offense. They've developed a chemistry with Wentz that, frankly, Carson did not have with Nelson and Alshon. And if they make the playoffs and can win a home game in the first round, they might get Deshaun Jackson back. And then at that point, there's no reason to think that this offense can't put up 30, 35 points against anybody. They've just got to win against New York on Sunday to win the NFC East, get that home playoff game, and then if they win that home playoff game, which they could do, Deshaun Jackson is eligible to come back. You never know. One point of concern, Jake Elliott. Missed two of three field goals on Sunday. They were long ones but they're kicks he's got to make. And I don't agree with Doug Peterson going for that second field goal, that 55-yarder. At that point in the game, you either go for it on, what was it, fourth and six, fourth and five at that point, but you're deep in Dallas territory. You either punt them deep and make Dallas drive the length of the field when they're down by two scores. I think it was, what, an 11-point game at that point? Either go for it or punt it. The field goal in that situation was the absolute wrong call. The analytics guys... If they were whispering that in Doug Peterson's ear, they missed the boat on that one. You don't kick the field goal there. They should have gone for it, or they should have punted. That being said, Elliott has struggled lately. He's just six for his last 10, all since signing his contract extension. One doesn't really have anything to do with the other, but they need they need to get Elliott going here in, in the final game of the season in order for him to get a little bit of confidence getting into the postseason because you need your field goal kicker feeling confident in close postseason games. So the third thing, and this was, again, so blatantly obvious, is that coaching matters. And it seems pretty clear to anyone who has watched these two teams this year, anyone who knows anything about these two head coaches, that if if Doug Peterson is on the Cowboys and Jason Garrett is head coaching the Eagles, the Eagles would probably be 6-9 and nine or 5-10 and 10 right now, and the Cowboys would be 12-3. and three. There's no way a Cowboys team with that much talent should be 7-8 and eight after 15 weeks. If Doug Peterson is coaching that team, that team is probably vying for a first-round bye, and the Eagles are trying to figure out you know, who they're going to pick in the top five of the draft. Jason Garrett took Amari Cooper out on the final sequence of this game, and Cooper seemed to question the coaching staff for his ineffectiveness in this game. He only had four catches for 24 yards. I think he averaged six yards a catch. Uh, Cooper talked to the reporters about, about all the short routes that he ran and said, I feel like the go ball was a good route to run tonight, and we really didn't get to it. 
Cowboys coach uh, uh, Jason Garrett said via David Moore of the Dallas Morning News that Cooper and Randall Cobb were not on the field for the final fourth down play because they needed a rest after being in for a lot of the plays in the two-minute offense. That despite the fact that Cooper was not in for much of the second half. That he was standing on the sideline and watching, and, and Cooper's been battling a knee injury. But Garrett said that he was rotating with Tavon Austin and Tavon was in. And, you know, he's also said that the Cowboys were in the hurry up offense for much of that fourth quarter and that they just couldn't get Cooper back in the game, which is insanity. This tells you how bad of a coach Jason Garrett is, why he's not going to be the head coach of this football team after this year. How you don't have Amari Cooper, who has torched the Eagles in his matchups with this team since being traded to Dallas is beyond me. I I don't care how banged up Cooper is. He's got to be in the game, if for no other reason than to make make the Eagles secondary concerned about the deep ball. And also, why does does Ezekiel Elliott get just 13 carries in this game? This was a close game. The Eagles did a good job bottling him up, but the fact that he got just 13 carries has to be driving Dallas fans absolutely crazy. Jason Garrett is the reason this this Cowboys team is looking at spending the offseason playing golf and not playing postseason football. And Doug Peterson is the reason this Eagles team, with no Alshon, with no Deshaun, with no Nelson Aguilar, with injuries everywhere on the offense, no Jordan Howard, no Lane Johnson, that this team is 8-7 and seven and a win against a four-win Giants team away from getting to the playoffs for the third year in a row. Doug Peterson now 9-2 and two in games 14 through 16 here in his career. And he sat one of his starters in most of one of those losses. He can make it 10-2 and two with a win against the Giants. Now, he's 6-7 and seven in November, and that's got to improve here over the next few years. But the fact that Doug Peterson gets this team to play at their best in December says something about Doug Peterson, and that he's able to come up with plays with this limited skills, with this limited cast on offense, is trem- is is unbelievable. And he's doing he's done it with Nick Foles, and now he's doing it with Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz, gang, for everybody who wanted Nick Foles to walk back through those doors, Carson Wentz is doing all of the things that people didn't think he could do that only Nick Foles could do. He's been clutch. He's been a winner. He's been lifting his teammates, elevating his teammates. I, I think most of that stuff is malarkey anyway. But Carson Wentz is playing his best football right now, winning football games with a cast that Nick Foles, a, a worse cast than Nick Foles ever had in Philadelphia. So any everybody who who was who's still pining for Nick Foles, who did or who didn't think that Carson Wentz was a winner, and that Nick Foles was a winner, Carson Wentz has been Nick Foles these last three weeks. He's pulled wins out that really no no quarterback should have been able to pull out. So if you've been wanting Nick Foles to be the guy this year. Carson Wentz has been Nick Foles. But not only that, Carson Wentz is like way better than Nick Foles. Carson Wentz showing that he was worth the investment, that he was the it was the right decision to keep him. And anybody who was who who still believes that Nick Foles should be this team's quarterback, that going with Carson Wentz was a mistake, are likely eating their should be eating their words here on Monday morning. Of course, again. None of this matters if the Eagles don't win on Sunday afternoon at 425 against the Giants. The NFL flex the Eagles-Giants game. So now the Eagles and Giants and uh, Cowboys and Washington will both be playing at 425 next Sunday afternoon with the NFC East on the line. All right, let's head to the podium and let's get to Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, and then we'll hear from Doug again in his Monday afternoon news conference. 
Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. Those with ambitious, out-of-reach ideas begging to become real solutions. They share a vision for how our world and our lives can thrive when bold thinking meets strong silicon. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy through the power of supercomputing. They dream of trust and privacy for all, of advancing and expanding education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to build something better, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts. Obviously taking care of the football. Um, and, and yeah, getting getting up early and, and sustaining throughout the game. Um, uh, if you want to talk about a, a team win, this was definitely a team win. You know, offense, defense, and special teams. And But, uh, yeah, the probably the, 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 the giveaway, takeaway um, margin for us. Um, Helped us, you know, sustain in this game. Play drive, but in your drive, of course, it was perfect again. What it had to be, and uh, you got in for the score there. You went up tempo again. Is that something now that you feel like is really working for your offense? It, it, it has been. Um, it's something that obviously our guys really, uh, you know, take to heart, obviously, and and uh, do do well. Um, our quarterback likes it, you know. Um, Offensive line like it. I mean, everybody everybody just feels comfortable there. And um, we had again, we had success tonight. So something that we uh, we continue to uh, to build upon each week. What's it about it that works for Carson specifically in terms of defined reads? You know, I, I think we can we can uh, help him by formation. You know, the defense can can be a little more. Um, kind of their base defense, their base structure, whether they're nickel or base, de- you know, base defense on the field, sees things, you know, quickly, uh, allows him to get in and out of plays if he has to. Um, and then and then our guys just execute well. Um, it's been something that's uh, obviously been positive for our offense. What can you say about your defense? It doesn't allow – It doesn't allow – Who is – who is this? You got to go. You got to go. Is he credentialed? Time out. Yeah, I want a full. Holy cow. This will be on Sports Center. All right, go ahead. Um, defense, it didn't allow them a touchdown in this game. Ah man, defense hats off. I mean, these guys uh they they listen, they 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 took this game I think personal uh from the standpoint of what happened to us the first time, you know, and and um having having all our guys out there. Uh they had a great week of preparation obviously and and uh we we knew that coming in here that you know, Dallas was they were coming off a great win last last week, you know, against the Rams and and uh you know, 250 something yards rushing and they knew that was coming and and being able to uh you know, at least you know, shut that down to some to some degree. Um, that, that's, it's a pride thing each week, you know, and and uh, to to keep this uh, this is a great offense. Uh, they can score points and to keep them out of the end zone, uh, hold them to three kicks like they did, stop them on some fourth downs. Um, hats off to the defense, Coach Schwartz and, and his staff for uh, having a great game plan. What is it about you guys in December? I mean, I'd assume you'd rather not come down to these yeah. last few games like this every time, but. What does it say about your team, and what is it with you guys? Well, I think 
I think it's just obviously, yeah, you don't want it to come down to the month of December. I mean, but you'd like to play a little better, you know, September, October, November. But um, I, I just think the guys, this is the team that um, when their back's against the wall, I mean, they, they come out swinging and, and fighting and whatever it takes. Um, you know, sometimes it's not, not pretty and it doesn't have to be, you know, and uh, just put some plays together, score more points than our opponent, hold our opponents down and, you know, just, just play great team football. And um, if we don't beat ourselves, we give ourselves a chance. And, and that was what happened tonight. Say about uh, how Dallas played today, Dallas Goddard played today, and uh, how he's kind of progressed for this season. Dallas had an outstanding game, uh, as did many of our younger players uh, in this football game again. And, and um, he, he's so tough, uh, not only in the run run game, but but uh, he made some big catches tonight and uh, extended some drives for us. And, and he's got a great rapport, obviously, with Carson being on the same page and, and um, just had a, had a really good game. Miles Sanders has been getting better and better every week. How impressed were you with this kind of workload he had again in a game like this to see what he did tonight? I mean, it's just um, – it doesn't surprise me. Um, you know, that's why we why we drafted him, obviously, you know, for this type of uh, – you know, for these types of games and, and performance. He just seems to get a little bit stronger and a little bit better each week. And um, he had another, another good performance tonight. Um, I thought the offensive line as the game progressed – uh, got stronger and stronger, and um, you know it was just really good to see. He got the running game kind of on track in the second half, and and um, uh, but Miles is really, um, you know, kind of coming into his own now as a young player and, and really helping us, you know, offensively. Joe, you mentioned some of those younger players, not just Miles, but talked a lot about Greg and Josh, and to to have those guys playing in this environment, not a playoff game, but playoff like yes, it is what a is playoff it? game. Tonight was a playoff game. It means it means everything, uh, and and I think that's something that our team understands. That each week now, you know, starting a couple weeks ago, every week was a playoff game. Otherwise, we're, you know, we're going to go home here in a couple of weeks. But you know, our season's not not done. Uh, we got another week left. I think that our team understands that. We got a we got another division opponent on the road, uh, a chance to continue our season, um, and it's going to take another sixty minute game. We we went to overtime. You know, with this team a couple weeks ago, and uh, you know, our guys will have to be ready again. You know, to to, to get healthy. Um, you know, with a holiday week coming up, and and everything that's that's, that's happening this week, and and, and prepare and, and get ready to play the Giants. Given the amount of snaps you needed from those younger guys, how much and in what ways has Carson's role changed throughout the year? Um, start your leadership, Carson. Yeah. You know, I, I just think that he's. You know, he he, he just. Continues to, to, to coach on the field. You, you see him during the games, talking with these guys, and, and um, you know it's just it's just helping him. You know, and I, and I think he he, uh, he, he you're seeing the the trust factor with with some of these young guys. You know that he, he's leaning on them a little bit more, and, and that's what you got to do. I mean, listen, you know these are the guys we're playing with, so you know we we've got to do that. He's done an outstanding job of, of leading the team, not only the offense but the whole team, and. And uh, had another solid performance today, and um, we just got to keep it rolling. But Miles Sanders is most dangerous when he's in space, and do you envision him you know, lining up in a slot or sliding lining him, lining him all over the place because of that? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we feel like he can do that, but, you know, we, we still got to be careful with him. I don't want to, you know, uh, do too much with him mentally. I want him to continue to play play fast, and, and um, you know, but but I think he's, he's versatile enough to, um, you know, 
play in space, play in an empty formation, or play a slot receiver, which he did some tonight. And um, he's just a he's just a really good athlete for us, and we'll just continue to find ways to to try to give him the ball. Doug, holiday week, some distractions. Guys feel good coming off a big win. You have to guard against a little human nature here. Um, you do, but I tell you this: uh, these guys in the locker room, they're focused on next week already. You know that, and that's kind of the conversation. That, that has taken place in the, in the locker room, even after this game. I want them to enjoy this and, and enjoy their families this week. That's what this this uh, time of the year is for. Um, but at the same time, we, we've still got some unfinished business, and um, and that's what they're talking about. So that, that's exciting for me as a coach to know that that's, that's where their mind's at. And, and um, you know, we, we, we have to um, – I can help them out with the schedule and all that this week, but um, I'm excited for them. Okay. All right, thank you. That was a big win for us. Big win for us. Um, the crowd was electric tonight. You know, it felt like playoff atmosphere. Um, just like we've said the last few weeks, our backs were against the wall. Uh, and guys made plays. Defense played great. Um, offensively, we left. We definitely left some plays and some points out there. But, uh, man, it f- feels good to get this victory. Carson, Doug called it the playoff tonight. You said you want to play in big games like this late in the season. How did it feel to be out there in the play so well? Yeah, it felt great. I mean, it felt great to be out there with, with my guys again. Um, and, like I said, that, that playoff atmosphere, um, you can't beat it. Can't beat it, especially being at home here. Um, the fans were awesome tonight. Guys made plays, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, we still got one more. Carson, seems for the second consecutive week, you had some tempo to get you guys going offensively. Uh, how much is that helping? Um, it, it's helping quite a bit. I mean, you, you see it. Um, you know, uh, there's evidence obviously that it is helping us, and, and you know, I think that's one thing that coach. Uh, I've said it before, but he just has a really good feel for when when to utilize it. You know, when to utilize it, whether um, you know that he feels the defense is, is uh, they're on the rope on the ropes, or um, if we're just you know we're moving the ball, whatever it takes. But um, coach has a really good sense of, of when to do that and when when not to. Has that play been in the playbook a while? And it's feel felt like we've seen that route combo from guys yeah, um, it, was, it was sweet to be able to do it at the line, you know, at the line of scrimmage, you know, got uh, got that linebacker out there in space and played with his eyes a little bit. And obviously Greg came wide open down the sideline, did a great job. Uh, that was a big play for us. Yeah. With all these young guys that are growing up uh, at this time, with you working with them, it seems like everything's yeah. coming together. Uh, I'm so proud of these guys. Um, I'm so proud of them. It, it's been really fun. Um, you know, obviously we've had our backs against the wall for a while now. And, um, you know, just the, you can see the sense of belief that, that each of these guys have, you know, and, and you see it each week with them getting better and better and um, believing in themselves and believing in, in this team. Um, and I can't say enough good things about th- these young guys that are continually stepping up for us. And we're going to need these guys down the stretch. Zach got banged up early in the game and Dallas stepped up. He had career high in receptions and yards. Can you talk about that and how nice is it to have two tight ends like that in your arsenal? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, to have really even three, you know, I mean, Josh Perkins, I don't know what he had for catches, if any, tonight, but, you know, he's a weapon that we feel um, we can take advantage of as well. You know, I feel terrible that Zach, you know, got banged up. You know, I did that to him. I got to, I owe him something now. But, um, you, know, you know, we've had Dallas um, even last year. You know, we know what he can do. You know, we know what he can do. And, um, you know, he stepped up and made a, a bunch of big plays for us tonight. And, and he's a he's a competitor for us. Carson, what about the way the coaches have kind of tailored the offense to all these new guys? This is not the way it was drawn up back in the summer. Yeah, hats off. You know, hats off to the coaches um, putting together this game plan and doing what we can, um, you know, to, to get our playmakers the ball, you know, get them, get them in space and, and just 
building um, this offense to, to each guy's strength. You know, and, that, and that's really what good coaching is. And you've seen that um, these last few weeks with, with the game plans and how we put it together. And, um, you know, it's been fun putting it together with them. So you've been in a surviving advance mode now for the last couple of weeks, and now you're trying to self-reflect to play for the division. Can you think about the opportunity that presents itself to you guys next week? Yeah, we're, we're excited. Um, you know, that was one of the first things that, you know, I was feeling in there. Obviously, everyone's excited about this win, but, hey, we got one more. You know, we got we got to go win one more. We've, we've won nothing yet, um, but we're excited for the opportunity. You know, we're, it's, it's in our own hands to, to go take it, and uh, we're excited for it. Just get back on it, you know, get back on and prepare the same way we always do, you know, and have no letdowns. And, and it's going to take, you know, the leaders to, to make sure we're, we're emphasizing that point. Um, but at the same time, you know, even just talking to a lot of the guys in the locker room, I, I can already feel that. I can already feel that. Hey, no one's no one's complacent now or, or feels like we want anything. We got to go prove it again. And um, we're excited for it. In some ways, as a playing with these young guys the last couple of weeks, kind of reaffirmed the belief you have in yourself as a leader and a quarterback. Um, you know, it, it's hard to say, you know, it's just been, um, I use the word fun just because it, it has been fun, you know, seeing some of these guys just, just grow up right before our eyes, you know, and in practice, we've seen guys do it for some of these guys do it for a while. And some of these guys, we haven't really seen them much at all. Um, but you know, it's, it's almost something new every time that, that we're working with and just seeing them grow up and make plays. And, um, the, the moment's not too big for any of these guys, you know, and, and I just love seeing that and it's encouraging, um, and guys, you know, on defense and often everyone's just rallying together uh, with a sense of belief, and that's what we're going to need. You get the only jump on them this time around. How key was that for this team today? Say that again? You get the only jump on them. Oh, yeah. How key was that for this team? Uh, that was big. Um, that was big, especially, you know, it feels like we've been down um, to these guys, uh, you know, the last handful of games. And um, to come out swinging early the way we did, you know, we obviously we got the field goal. We'd like to get a touchdown there and um, be able to got up, uh, got those 10 points, wanted to stay on it. But um, it was big for us to come out and, and really start getting some momentum offensively. Not really. Um, you know, I felt, you know, even last last time against them, we had I had a great game plan um, and we just didn't make the plays. You know, last time we had all the turnovers and put ourselves in, in really tough situations. Um, and today we were able to convert a handful of third downs. You know, there's still a handful that we want back, but um, we were able to stay on the field. And at the end of the day, we just made enough plays. A little bit of a different week coming up with the holidays, and there's some human nature involved in that to be pulled in different directions. And Doug talked to you guys, the leaders, and try to keep that sense of urgency going. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I mean, you can go back to the Thanksgiving week. You know, just it's it's important to to have that that moment with our families and stuff. And Coach definitely emphasizes that. Um, but but when we're working, we're working. You know, it, nothing changes on that front. And um, obviously, it's an exciting time of year. Christmas means a lot to a lot of us. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the family part will definitely be there. But, uh, like I said, when we're working, it's it's go time. Carson, you've been asked a lot about the personality of this football team. Now 15 games in, how would you define it? Um, resilient, uh, energetic. Um, you know, I think has been a lot of um, excitement with with the unknown. You know, I think that a lot of new faces, a lot of guys that maybe weren't um, expected to be making these plays, and that, so that unknown factor just is exciting. You know, and I think um, just the the resiliency that I've seen. You know, that it's it's been the next man up mentality um, from the, really the moment I got here in, in Philly. But um, you just see it over and over, and it's exciting to see these guys come to work uh, with a sense of belief and the pride they take in their work, and and you know to get it done out here on Sundays.
On the window throw that you made to Goddard in the back of the end zone, you got it over the linebacker and in between a couple of other kind of, What did you see on that play and the Yeah, I mean, that was the, that was the read, um, you know, to, to look frontside quick and come back to Dallas. Um, I mean, Dallas played big. Know, and you got a body like like he does that can that can jump out of the building the way he can. Um, I just had to put it up in a, in a hot in a tall spot for him to go get it over those guys, and he made a great play. Carson, you spent the last two years watching games like this late in December on the sideline. Is it relief satisfying just as much to finally be out there for something like this? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, the last couple of years where where I was on the sideline, that's not where I want to be. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, God has a plan for it, and I'm just I'm trying to make the most of the opportunities. But you know, it's fun. Um, like I said, to be out there and. and Playoff type atmospheres and environments with with my teammates, um, and do get a big win like this. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you you know, anytime you have the, the late game wins, you know, in the way we have um, really the last two weeks, um, and now here tonight, defense making a huge play at the end of the game, you know, and um, it's someone different making the big play kind of every week. Um, but, you know, you can just feel that belief that guys, hey, we're going to get this done. We're going to win this game. We're going to find a way. Um, and we did that again. Yes, Thank you guys. Merry Christmas. Were you in there with that heaven? That was me, actually. <laughs> you put that thing on? All right, good uh, afternoon. Apologize for being late. Uh, Zach Ertz, is, 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 is there any update on, on how he's feeling? Yeah, um, I, obviously I'm still, uh, you know, he took, he took the shot there in the, in the first half, and, and uh, um, there is a rib um, that uh, has been affected. Um, I am waiting on with our doctors a couple more tests uh, for some other things, but uh, um, you know we'll see. We'll all see later today, actually, um, and probably have something more for you uh, updated either tomorrow or by Thursday when I see you guys again. The fact that he was able to come back and play though is that a good sign that he's able to kind of get back out there? I mean, yeah, it is. Um, you know that he got back out there. It just shows the the toughness and his willingness to get back out there. Um, but as you guys know, you know we 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 take every injury. Uh, you know, seriously, and make sure that uh, we protect our players, and and uh, that's what Mondays are for. You know, to do a full uh, evaluation on all our guys who get nicked up in games. Doug Herskowitz has been putting up some really good numbers in these last three games. Can you appreciate what he's doing? Because he hasn't been on this stage in a while. He's been watching from the sidelines in the last two years. That now he's the one that's closing out those games. You want to just hear it again? Um, yeah, Carson, I tell you, uh, you know, the way he's leading this football team right now and the way he's playing, um, you know, uh, he's protecting the football, number one, um, completion percentage. You know, he's taking what defenses are giving him, what they're presenting. He's running the offense. He's doing the things we ask him to do. He's he, he's playing tough. He's running. He's using his legs and all the things that, um, you know, we know he's capable of doing. And what's what's exciting for us, I mean, is, is the fact that um, – you know how he's doing it. I think through um, when the when the when the opportunity arises, you know, take the shot down the field. When it's not, he's he's getting the ball out of his hand. He's protecting himself, and and, and it's allowed us to stay on the field, extending some drives. And you know, there are some plays yesterday, even that we left out on the field that uh, you know we we'd like to have back and do again. But uh, what he's done with this team, putting kind of the team on his shoulders, and and. Uh, put us in this position to, uh, you know, obviously, you know, win the NFC East is, uh, is, is awesome for your quarterback to do. What can this stretch of games do for him heading into the future? You know, what can this 
in his career, what can this accomplish? I think it, it can accomplish uh, uh, quite a bit. I mean, you think about you know his rookie season, he played all 16 games, and then he missed 17, 18 at the end, and then now he's, he's here at the end again. So I think it shows that he can get through a season, uh, one, relatively healthy, I mean, at, at this point. Um, but at the same time, it, it shows that he can he can carry this football team and be the leader of this football team. And and, and that's that's who Carson Wentz is, and, and, and that's what we're excited about as we as we move forward, not only the remainder of this season, but, uh, you know, in the future. Doug, when you, when you look at um, Sidney Jones and, and, and what he did yesterday, coming late, making that play in the end zone and everything like that, I mean, Considering like how far down he could have been, you know, losing his job and everything like that, not playing for several weeks. I mean, what does it say about him to, you know, twice in the last three weeks being, you know, game-saving yeah. plays potentially? Yeah, I, I just think it's, it's it shows uh, the the resiliency of him personally. Uh, you know, because you know a, a lot has been you know, sort of either said or written about, about him and his performance and, and then and then not playing and, and all of that and then getting an opportunity to play here in the last couple of weeks and step in and do what he's done and and, and really made big plays in, in big moments. And and that's, again, that's who, you know, uh, we thought all along Sidney Jones is, the type of player he is and capable of doing. And that just, <clears throat> that just helps his confidence, you know, moving forward. And... Uh, the next time he gets an opportunity uh, to play, you know, he just learns from it, um, gains that strength mentally, and uh, um, just uh, becomes, you know, becomes better. Doug, how did you think uh, Jason Peters played yesterday? Um, I thought Jason played played well. I thought the offensive line played well as a whole. Um, you know, there's there's obviously some things. I think he, you know, there was a couple times he overset and got got beat inside on a couple things, but. You know, I thought overall he played uh, he played he played well, and uh, uh, you know did did some really really good things for us. Um, that's unfortunate on the one penalty on the screen; it was a big play, but um, it's going to happen. Got you know defender he turned his back and got got blocked in the back on that one particular play. But um, you know, JP is a is a veteran; he's a warrior, and uh, it's good to see him in the lineup, especially this late in the season too. Earlier this season, you talked about the importance for Carson to kind of take what the defense gives him. Has the change in personnel kind of aided that in that maybe there aren't as many downfield threats and everything has been a little closer? Um, I, I, you know, I, I think about this question a lot because, you know, it's, it's kind of who we are as an offense right now, right, um, with the personnel that we have and, and – you know, one of the things I think that uh, uh, you're seeing with some of the young players, some of the new faces, is they're just they're just so eager and energetic to be out there and play, and they want they want to play well, and they want to do the right thing. And I think I think from a, a game plan perspective, we try to keep it as simple as we can. You know, we're not moving a lot of pieces around, so those guys can just line up and play fast. And I think from a quarterback standpoint, um, knowing where they're going to be, and, and then and then aiding with communication through throughout the game, you know, um, and then obviously during the week. Um, but these guys, you know, these guys are, they're busting their tail for Carson and, and, and Carson is, is trusting them, you know, and, and, and giving them every opportunity to, 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 to make plays. Um, you saw it, you know, early in the game, you know, with, with Robert Davis, you saw it with JJ, 
obviously Greg throughout the course of the game. Um, and, you know, uh, Dallas, you know, he played probably his best game, you know, of his career and things like that. So I, I, it just all – everything just kind of comes together for the quarterback and obviously he's the leader and, and uh, has to rally these guys to, to perform. And uh, you, you see the trust factor with uh, uh, with all those guys. Do you feel like you're at your best when you guys are in an underdog mode and then you have to kind of – we saw it with Carson going down in 2017 with Nick. We saw it last year again. And now we've seen it with all these injuries on offense. Do you feel like your messaging and the way the players perform for you I think it's, I think it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think the guys really respond, obviously, to adversity. Um, you, you know, you don't, you don't ever want to be in this situation with so many injuries and the way our season's gone to, to respond this, this late in the year. You'd love for this to happen. We've talked about this before, but you want to, to maybe respond a little bit sooner in the season. But, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, I listen. I, me handling the football team and dealing, I just keep it as honest, keep it as transparent as I can with the guys, and I say, guys, this is this is where we're at. You know, this is this is who we are. Let's embrace it. You know, um, let's just spend each day getting better and 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 just focus on today. And and that's kind of been the messaging here down the stretch. And and uh, you know, kind of whatever happens happens. But if we stick together and and you know, trust in each other and do those types of things because a lot has to happen, you know, for a win uh, in the National Football League. And, and uh, these guys, these guys trust in each other. And, and that's that's what um, that's what it takes. And that's what you're seeing right now. That's that's that was like. you, you guys won't be the underdogs on Sunday. Um, how do you emphasize not taking a Giants team that could want to play spoiler to an NFC's <coughs> rival seriously and, and, you know, not taking them lightly? Just, just put on the film and, and watch the Giants right now. And, and you know, um, this is a good football team. It's a good football team. And and this this defense that, that we're playing is a good defense. And they've got lots of young guys in the back end. And, and they're playing really well as well. This is a big defensive line. And, um, you know, what Daniel Jones did yesterday, you know, uh, I mean – coming off an injury and doing doing those things so and they've got weapons on offense so i mean look this is uh and, and we've we're, we've got a lot on the line i mean we've got the nfc east we've got a possible playoff spot i mean you know what we've done to this point does it matter yeah it matters but you know what it's it's about going you know one to know this week and and again putting the putting the hard work and the preparation in to, to um you know to try to win a game and and it's hard but uh, our guys will be up for it. Did you have a challenge flag there? Did that come at Fletcher Cox's urging? Did you not that listen to Angelo this morning? What's that? Did you not listen to Angelo with myself in the conversation? It's too early. It's too early. I, I, I did not. You did so, not. Did you not. weren't up. I was up. At, at 8? I was, I was watching the game. He asked me the same question. He's okay. Uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a reaction to our players, even though that sort of, you know, obviously that can be an indication for some things. But um, – we were waiting. I think there was a Cowboy also, an injured Dallas player at the time. So it allowed us to get a couple more uh, looks on, on TV. Um, and there was a couple clean, you know, and clear looks. We wanted to make sure, first of all, we had a clean recovery, you know. 
uh, and there was. So that, along with obviously the players' reaction, prompted me to throw the play. Doug, what was your reaction to the, the defensive pass interference, the booth review? That that's kind of a rare thing, you know. What was going through At the your end mind? of the game? Yeah. What's going through your mind? Uh, I mean, that's unusual. Yeah, but you know, a lot of times they're gonna they're gonna look at those things uh, as as we kind of study them and, and look throughout the course of the, you know, not only our games but league wide in those situations. And it's inside of two minutes, so they get a chance. the The booth gets a chance to stop the game and look at those uh, to make sure that uh, you know everything was clean. But even from our perspective and what we saw live and then what we saw. You know, on the review that there really wasn't enough. Uh, both guys were sort of, you know, jockeying for position and just a great play by Sydney. No, you haven't had I, did, I, I did hear your explanation for why you didn't run a quarterback sneak on the third and fourth and one in the first half. Had Lane been playing, would that have changed the calcu- your calculation? No, no. Again, this is this is another big front, big tackles, um, tight fronts on third down and one, fourth and one situations. It was. Something we had, you know, studied during the week. We, I mean, listen, we had plays in for, you know, QB sneak plays and all that are built into the game plan and all that. But um, just at that time, knowing that, you know, Dallas does play a little bit of more zone coverage in those situations from the perimeter. Um, and we had a guy there. We just, you know, got edged. You know, Big V got edged. Doug, one consistency the defense has had this year, you've played a lot of top running backs. And aside from Zeke in the first game, done a decent job of holding those guys down, Jones and Green Bay and AP and whoever else, Barkley the first time. What, is, what has been the key for your defense to, to do that? Because these guys run against everybody else except you guys this year anyway. Yeah, I, you know, it, it obviously, you know, our style of defense, we're a penetrating style of defense, D-line. They, they, they get up the field. Um, you know, our two tackles take on a lot of double teams. Fletch gets a lot of double teams. Um you know, whether Timmy's in there or Rush is in there, they get a lot of double teams. So it kind of frees up our ends a little bit and our linebackers to run and flow and, and, and fill gaps. Our corners have done a great job of uh, of coming up and supporting the run, our safeties in the box. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of moving parts there. But, um, you know, that's one of the things that, that has really affected the run game is just the, that penetration uh, from our front. And this week, somewhat of a key. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be the same. You know, it's got to be the same. You know, we, we've got to we've got to kind of duplicate. You know, what we've done the last couple of weeks, and um, to hold you know Dallas and Zeke to to I think fifty four yards of, of rushing offense is uh, my hats off to those guys. You know, because they they pride themselves one in stopping the rush, and and you know if you can do that, it, it gives you a chance. And uh, this is another another opportunity, another great test coming up this uh, weekend. Sorry, there's some uh, other injuries that count for. So, so yeah. Lane, uh, the two corners, uh, Darby and Mills, uh, JJ, what can you tell us about? Um, so Lane, Lane's improving. He's he's more day to day. We'll see. I got to get him on land. Got to get him to run and, and see where he's at with the ankle. But he's 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 improving. Uh, JJ, actually, I'm waiting on. He's going to have another test result tomorrow, uh, but should be fine. Nothing, nothing too serious there. Uh, I would, I would expect. Um, Darby is the one that's going to probably. Um, he's a little more significant. Probably going to miss some time. Darby's, Darby's is a little bit more serious, um, and his will. He's probably going to miss, miss a few times. There was one more. Mills, uh, Mills, Mills is, uh, you know, his ankle, um, and tough guy, tough kid. Ended up finishing the game, obviously. Um, 
but uh, he, he's going to be day to day. It's right now he's you know he's hurting today, but but we'll see as the week goes on and, and progress him. Darby. So. Who starts for Darby? Is it, I mean, we saw Rasul in there, and then Sydney came in. Yeah, it would it, right now it'd be Rasul. You know, uh, going forward. So um, you've never had a a guy as versatile as as Miles. Right here. Sorry, we're right here. Stuck. <laughs> Never had, never had a guy with his skill set. Uh, Who are you talking runner, about? Uh, Miles Sanders, Miles. Uh, the running back to rookie Got at Penn State. Is he? Yes, he's on our team. What, is, what does that give you as a play caller to have that flexibility, a, a different kind of guy who can do so many different things, line up in different places? Does that kind of open up a lot of things for you? It, it, it does. Um, you know, it, it allows us to, to move him around, you know, by formation, by play, uh, conceptually, you know, whatever we're trying to get done. Uh, same with Boston a little bit. Um, but, yeah, Miles, I mean, he, you know, and then in protection, uh, understanding on third down, you know, blitz protection and how, how he's improved there. So, yeah, it gives you a little more flexibility, um, you know, to do that with him, his skill set, and uh, what a what a tremendous game, you know, he played uh, again uh, yesterday. Um, but, uh Everything I think we've seen from Miles up to this point is, is what we've expected of him, and uh, and he's just uh, just a great athlete. Oh, we're done. PGN. Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy, of advancing education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts.